Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back to the Live Lucky Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And uh, today I'm just really excited about this episode. Um, For those of you who have been kind of here since the beginning, today marks our 50th episode. And uh, not only that, I'm going to tie this back into an episode I did, episode 10, Hall of Mirrors. And we were kind of looking at death as a reflection of your future. If you haven't heard that one yet, it'd be a fun one to tune into, but I mentioned that I would eventually get around to doing a series on the four deaths. Well, I thought, what better time to do it than our 50th episode? So today we're going to tune into what are the four deaths, and but not only that, we're going to focus on the very, very first one here. And so before we jump in here, uh, I do want to send out an offer to you guys. And from here until the end of the year, uh, just as a a thank you for tuning in, um, I want to offer a discount for the Live Lucky Therapy program. So from now until the end of the year, instead of $30 per month, it will only be $20 per month for for, for as long as you subscribe. Uh, to it's a 12-month program, so hopefully you go ahead and finish the whole program, but you can continue on if you want further. Um, but this offer is it's just a gift, you know, to say thank you. Um, but this might be that time to just jump in. I figured, you know, as we're heading into the new year, this is the perfect time to do it. So when you log on or when you uh, go ahead and subscribe, use the discount code in all caps, new me, and then the letters 23. So new me 23. So, um, and you can even use this if you have an HSA account and you, or if you have an employee health fund that has to, you know, be used up by the end of the year. So, just please consider even doing that annual membership if you've got, you know, the funding to do it. So anyway, so thank you guys for being here. And so what is the first of the four deaths? And it is the death of the mental. So what does death even represent? You know, some, something that can no longer survive in the current reality. So it Essentially, what I'm also saying then is if it cannot survive in the current reality, it's something that cannot control you anymore. Okay, so if you have an idea for a new reality, what I mean by that is if your current state of being, your current reality, what you're doing, who you are, who you're relating with, you know, what your career is, your job, your whole situation, that is your current reality. If you want a new reality, a change in your life, you do not want to be the same way. You don't want to relate the same way, do the same things. You want something different, okay? There might be some things that have to die in the current reality to allow you to move into 
that new, different reality. Basically, we're saying a birth of the new you, okay? There has to, we've got to talk about these deaths. So what is the death of the mental, okay? Really, we're kind of trying to answer the question of what mental constructs are holding you back from living the new reality. I would say in my um, perspective and experience, you know, personally, professionally, the first one that you need to address is the fear of pain and death. If you truly want to step out of um, being a victim of your life, and actually stepping into being the hero or even working on creating a new, improved life, um, this is the very first death that you've got to face. And what I mean by that is really accepting that you will experience pain in life, right? It's th This life does not come without pain. But as we know, <clears throat> change and pain go hand in hand, okay? Partially because there does have to be certain deaths, and, and with death is loss, and with loss is grief. So no matter what, if you are experiencing change and growth and evolving, you're going to experience pain, okay? So this also might be something, if you're not experiencing pain, that might give you a clue as to something else that's going on in your life, and you might not be growing as much as you hope. Um, so the other uh, fear, we said fear of pain, but also fear of death. You know, that is an inevitable thing that each one of us is going to die, right? But there's no need to fear either one of these. You know, it, it's really interesting. When I was working with foster kids um, and even being a foster parent, I noticed some of the kids who had experienced some of the most severe traumas it was almost like they were numb. And so uh, physically, like there, there was like you could hurt them in any way. Not that I did, but, you know, but I'm just saying like there wasn't anything that could touch them. They had already accepted, okay, this life is going to have pain. This life is not going to be, you know, easy. And so they already allowed those things to kind of die. Now, I would say it's really sad that kids so young have to experience that death so early, you know, um, because there is some kind of, it strips them of their childhood in a lot of ways. Um, so I know that's a whole nother road here, but I'm just saying, you know, some of these kids, you could just see there was no fear of pain anymore. And they really could step into anything because there was no fear there. And that's what I'm also saying. We, now, again, this is a four-part series, so uh, please stay with me here because, I mean, we're only talking about one of the deaths today, and they all tie together. And so you might have a lot of questions. Um, just tune in here for the next couple, and hopefully those questions will get answered. But if not, I'd love to hear them. So anyway, let's get back to here. So the fear of the mental. The other part that uh, what mental constructs might be holding you back from living this new reality is the death of who you believe you are. You know, it's the death of your old identity. 
right? So for example, you might believe right now, I am trapped. You might hold on to that as your identity, and you just don't see that you could ever be anything different than that, okay? What I'm saying is, that is a part of your identity that would be really helpful to put to death, okay? That mental construct that you're holding on to um, is not serving you well, okay? It's really interesting. I looked online just to get some other ideas and perspectives on the four deaths, but I put it into Amazon.com, and uh, there was different books and things, and all of them, you know, the four most popular topics were, you know, the four deaths, death, actual death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And I thought that was really interesting, especially as we're talking about the mental, because what if the way we look and perceive life is actually creating some present issues in our mind and in our experience? Now, we know that that's all true, right? As we think things are, basically, you know? So if I think I'm miserable, yeah, you are living a miserable life, you know? But how are you dying to yourself? How are you judging yourself? How are you creating some type of a present mental hell? Okay? And again, I'm not taking this to the spiritual realm. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but what I'm saying is there might need to be some things that in your mental constructs need to die in order for you to live. Okay? So I've got just some, sometimes these things it's better to talk about in examples, you know, because every one of us is going to have different personalized mental deaths that need to happen. So for example, I'm just going to give you three examples and then you guys can dive deeper into this for yourselves. But, you know, maybe you want a better relationship with your kids. So perhaps there needs to be a mental death of being so critical. There might be a need to loosen up on that belief of black and white thinking, right? That all goes hand in hand, but without you doing the work for yourself, it's not going to happen. You you can't just snap your fingers and get yourself into a new reality, okay? At least at this point, I don't think we can, you know? And so um, it does take work. You know, it does take introspection, and and stepping into a different life is not something that just happens easily and overnight. Um, at least that's not been my experience being a therapist and in my own personhood. Um, but again, other people might have different experiences of that. Anyway, the second example here is maybe you want a different career. You know, perhaps you need to be courageous. So you might need to put to death or loosen your belief on what you have to do or who you should be, right? And so those are things you might have to grapple with. And again, this comes back to identities and behaviors and how that all plays together. And um, if you've been listening, you understand my relation or how how I see that relationship. Um, And then the third example is, Maybe you want to feel something different, okay? That emotional experience. You want to be happier. You want to be more fulfilled and feel that. So you might have to put to death or loosen the belief 
that you have to be pessimistic, right? Um, loosening that belief of what you think will change your feelings. Okay, oftentimes we're looking outside of us for things to change our feelings, you know, or we're just protecting ourselves by sitting in that pessimism. So it's like, if I'm already pessimistic, then nothing can hurt me. You know, that another way of saying is apathy, right? I don't care, and if I don't care, nothing can hurt me. You know, these are strategies, and you can use them, you know, but if you're wanting something different, you might have to try something different. Might have to put something to death. So, the birth of the new you, or stepping into that new, better reality, is basically emptying out some things so that you can create some new space to fill them up. But you would probably do well to choose wisely there. You know, especially if you're em em emptying out some of these mental constructs and putting them to death, you're gonna they will be replaced, whether you're intentional about it or not. And that's true of, of, of death in general in this physical reality, right? Um, so choose wisely. Be intentional about that. Now, how does death to your mental uh, help you to lead lucky? And again, sometimes examples are an easier way to, to see how this might affect you as a leader. Um, and I would say the most easiest thing that came to me in terms of an example was thinking that we have to do the things the way they've always been. You know, oh, this works. This is how we always have done it. This is how we should always do it. You know, and it, we don't leave any room for innovation, you know. And so it keeps us stuck in the same way of doing things and the current reality. If you're wanting to scale your business, you're going to need to do things differently. You may have to be changing up the way that you've always done it, okay. And as the leader, obviously you're the one who starts that. So, in closing, guys, you know, what is one thing you want to take away from this episode today? Like I said, there's a lot going on here, and uh, I, I think you're recognizing how profound and powerful this could be for your life. But you've got to do the work. I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, but until you actually step into doing some of this work, things are going to continue to stay the same, right? So what are you going to do? What are you going to do today to start changing the life that you have right now and stepping into the life that you want? Now remember, living lucky is not living alone. You don't have to do this alone, right? I know growing up that was the thing that it felt like it was never explicitly said, but implicitly I always felt like I should be able to do everything alone. I should be able to do it, you know, and so I never reached out for help, you know, unless I was desperate. And so what I'm saying is that's not a helpful way to live. <laughs> Just take it from me. Try to learn from that, that from me, you know, reaching out, learning from other people and then embodying that. And then I can share and learn and grow. And, and, and we're then we're continuing to help each other, you know, and then we're all growing and evolving. So that's why living lucky is not living alone. We want change worldwide. Okay. So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. 
Um, I just appreciate you. I love you. And I hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk more about living lucky next time. Bye, guys.